Hello everyone, and I've clicked record, and we're going to do the audio walk at some point today. Um, so it might just be before 10 o'clock, um, and I just put my jeans on. Um, so I'm going to go on the virtual walk in a moment, and we'll I'll, I'll stop somewhere along the way. And we'll stop and we'll talk more on the subject that we're starting off on. So, I'm going to talk about record labels and why... Um, and I'm having to bite my tongue because uh, this podcast I'm showing mummy um, and dad. Um, oh yeah, I want to talk about... Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll talk about walking and stuff in a minute. <laughs> I'll talk about... Because... I thought, well, I can rant about motivation and stuff. But first, record companies. And by the way, um, I suggest you skip forward if you want the virtual walk. So, first of all, record companies. Um, Why am I ranting about them? It's because um, the big record companies um, are full of sellouts. And why do you need to listen to an image You know, if it doesn't sound good, why buy it? You know? Um, And I haven't bought a record. I haven't bought a CD. I haven't bought anything online for a while. I tend to listen to on streaming services, but still, what do I listen to? Here's the question. Well, I listen to music that really, you know, personally that I feel and personally that I think that's... It's good. Um, but the thing is, these major labels, they are... The, the music industry, at the minute, is going. It's dying. It's, um, it's becoming less of a thing. And soon, um, it just will come to a point where people... Uh, where the music industry dies off and music just becomes free, free of charge. Um, and and really, you know, it's like, it's like the film industry. It's dying fast. The only industry that's not dying is the video game industry because the video game industry is acting right like, you know, like the casinos, and it knows, the video game industry knows how to bite people on the bum where the the other industries don't. You know, I mean, you know, people are buying older mediums, people are buying vinyl, people are buying cassette. Um... You know, um, and cassettes are that dear to me that I won't loan them out unless I've done something on a cassette, you know, and I'll sell it then. But, um, you know, tape trading, um, as it's known, is still going. A lot of people are doing it with pen drives now these days, though. People are making mixtapes on pen drives and... Trading it. Um, 
and that's the way that's going. But let's discuss how I feel about the music industry and how you can survive as a musician in 2020. Let's discuss that very briefly. Well, if you're a musician in 2020, right, and you sort of want a, a nine to five, we won't say nine to five, but we'll say um, working hours, blah, blah, blah. How can you survive? How can you put money on the table as a musician in 2020 if the music industry is dying? If you're a small musician, how do you do it these days? Well, the answer is busking. And I've always, I used to ask buskers, why do you busk? You know, when, you know, this is when we had a decent music industry in the last decade, you know, um, this is before it was dying off. And now, Busking is the way to go. Busking is the way it's going to put food and bread and whatever on the table. This is the way you're going to do it. I'm not saying stop going in the studio, stop making great albums, stop making great EPs, stop doing live work. But if you busk, that is the if you want to commercially, you know, do something. That's the way you're going to do it. Um, you know, and if you're a good guitar player, well, you don't have to be a good guitar player, but if you've got, you know, um, a lot of punks uh, are busking these days because um, they feel that busking gets them well-known. And it does because they're trying to build a community they're trying to get a few listeners. Um, and they don't, you know, a lot of those type of people don't really care about who passes them. They just care about who's going to listen to their music. And that's something that is very important because you are playing live. You're out in the elements. It's like when people, it's like when you have a food and drink stall. Hey, taste my food. Mm. If you like it, mm buy it you know and um and buskers are starting to do that you know and if you like them throw 50p in the bucket uh but obviously they got a cd three pounds cd you know um and busking is the way that people are going it's the way that you will you will hear new music, unfortunately, and it's the way that, it's also a way that music is forced upon you, it'll be forced down your throat and in your face, uh, where you like it or not, um, you know, and, and the good musicians are very hard to find on the streets, uh, busking, you know, but they do it and, and they get, you know, they get a penny um, for doing it, and Obviously, it puts, keeps, you know, keeps them going. Um, it's how they survive from day to day. Um, I mean, I know a, a, a couple, they do hymns, they sing hymns. They go out on the street and they sing uh, hymns. Um 
and they get challenged by singing hymns. So they go out and they sing hymns, and they're on the street and they're singing hymns, and they do that every day. And the thing with busking, right? You see the buskers that you know the ones that just do it for what they you know what they need to do it for because they'll be out once or twice a week. But it's the ones that you see every day, the committed buskers, I call them, because you know. I mean, Ed Elaine Johnson from uh, New Model Army, he still busks. Um, you know. I mean, people will turn around like, why are you doing that? Because, you know, well, my record label let me down and I need to do it so I, I get enough money to go back in the studio again. Or, you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't had time to write something fresh. So here's the music that, you know, my old music. Um, and Ed Elaine Johnson, he's, he's a really fantastic guy. Um, to me, you know. Um, and he even... Showed me his effects unit that he has. He has his little effects unit. And, um, you know. Um, he even let me hold the bow. Um, he said, yeah, I said, he said, here's, here's, here's a drums. He says, as I place the bow across the string. I told him I was a drummer and, um, you know. And um, he let me have a go of his effects unit, as he, he, you know, he was playing the violin, and I changed the effects, you know. So he let me do that. So and I thanked him. I uh, shook his hand and everything, and um, had a little had a little chat with him, um, and everything. So Ed Elaine Johnson um, is is somebody who definitely. Um, I would support. I wish though that he would go a bit more experimental. You know, he's only done a few experimental pieces, but you know, um, um, and I'd love him to do sort of um, new model army songs with his violin. You know, <laughs> I asked him to do a, a cover of um, what was it? Um, no rest for the wicked, and he wouldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, please, mate, will you do No Rest for the Wicked? And he's like, no, nah, I can't do it. He said, even if I knew it, I wouldn't play it. <laughs> I was like, oh, please, you know. <clears throat> but um, he was on their later work. Um, and he still speaks with uh, New Model Army. He still speaks with them. And um, apparently there's, a, there's another member in New Model Army who does busking as well, so... You know that's what I love about that band. They 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 believe in their music that they do. So anyway, um, but it'd be great if we saw other musicians doing that. You know, other punk musicians doing it. Um, they would probably. I mean, I think a lot of indie bands. I think that's the way they're gonna go. Uh, in the future, we're gonna see probably. We won't see bands like the Cortinas and. Uh, Arctic Monkeys, but probably, you know, you might see 
some well-known indie bands busking on the street. Um, and you might buy their new work, you know. It's probably a way that they'll promote what they do. Um, I think the Manic Street Preachers did something a long time ago. Um, but sadly, the internet had just come in, you know. So it was quite late, but... Um, yeah, I think they did a little stint. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's the way a lot of indie bands are going to go. Um, you know, they'll take their acoustic guitar out and, you know, and set up in the street and and play their instruments. Unfortunately, though... Um, You see a lot of these complaints about electric guitar bands and all that business. But my stunt is, if you don't like it, you won't support them. You'll just walk past them, you know. Um, and some of these bands might go on to soundtrack MP3 players and laptops and that in the future. Um, and that's how you'll discover them. Hopefully. Um, I discovered actually a band because they were on my laptop, you know, when I got it, they soundtracked the laptop, you know. Um, and obviously if you buy a, an item and you get a track free with it, um... That's how you support them. You know. I would hate another U2 thing though. Every time you open iTunes. You get that album where you want it or not. But. I think that's another way. That buskers could could go. That's another route they could take. You know. A free album through iTunes. You know. You get it whether you want it or not. <laughs> um. And you two are very clever with how they did it. Um, you know, it's still stuck to people's iTunes libraries to this very day. Um, I remember complaining. I was like, why have I got this album? I remember it appearing. Um, and even if you didn't open the album, because you know... You could open the album and review the tracks on it. I remember opening iTunes to have a wee mosey at something. I think it'd be good if, you know, this new artist that's soundtracking iPods, you open iTunes and then their track appears on your phone. Um, I, I think that's the way you get to hear them and, you know, might like it. Mm, no, I don't. Um... But that's the the way in 2020 that I think artists are going to survive and thrive. Um, you know, I'm not talking about the Simon Cowell, you know, artists. They, they have to go a long way, believe me, you know. Um, 
And people say to me, why don't you go on Britain's Got Talent? Yes, I would love to do a drum solo on Britain's Got Talent. But unfortunately, um, if I went on Britain's Got Talent, that means that any work that I do in the future, you know, the big labels would own it straight off the back. And that's not the way I want to go. You know, um, I mean, luckily it's only your online work, but they could request, they could request any, you know, they could request anything that I've recorded in the past. Um, and I would have to, you know, give them tapes or whatever that I've done. Um, and they would own it. You know, it's, that's the way they work. Do people not know that? Do people not know that once you touch um, Britain's Got Talent, they own you? <laughs> you know, if you decide to side, sign to a label in the future, no matter how big or small it is, they would own you. It's just, that's the fact, you know, of life, um, that you become a commercial artist from the get-go. Um Oh, come on, there's better ways than Britain's Got Talent. There's better ways than that. I mean, there's people that are going to fall for it. Um, but I personally, that's not the route that I'm going to take. Um, you know, I don't really want... Psycho to own all my ideas. <clears throat> no, thank you. Um, but anyways, I need to sort some stuff out. So the next time you'll hear me is in the office or something like that. Oh, welcome back. And I've just ate the worst... No, it's not the worst pizza I've had. Um, it's more like... Whoa, eating pizza again. <laughs> this is going to be another one of them episodes! <laughs> um, I just... Oh, I want to talk about... My moods, my week, um, where we are so far, and then we'll kind of do everything. This this episode is back to the normal audio blog, but um, I did the short episodes. Um, so today, I did my walk. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to do a virtual walk because I had to do a transaction at the card machine, which I'll talk about on this podcast too. Um, but... My mental state, where I'm at, um, shit is the kind of word you use. Um, and that is not necessarily a swear word. That is a borderline word. It's, um, in radio, it's a borderline word. So, um, you know, if I'd have dropped, dropped F-bombs or something like that, I wouldn't have shared it with you, mother, especially. But I did my walk, um, and seriously, like, Dad goes on about sticking needles into me, about, like, diabetes. 
Now, I hate to say this to you, but mother, if you're listening to this, diabetes, it's going to come at some point in my life. Of course, I've got to try and fight it. You know, so, you know, and, but this week has been, so let's talk. I tried moving my Alexa to another part of the room. Um, I unplugged it and moved it to the other socket. Um, it's not worked. So I've moved it back to by the bed. Um, because I was doing my book last night. So I think, I don't know, I'll try it for another week. Um, I'll vlog it, I'll audio blog it again for another week. You know, you'll hear me, there'll be, again, short episodes for another week, just to kind of get into the motivation. The water, the cold water. Do you know, I've lost, I'm going to do in a bit of an excuse here. My water bottle has gone. Um, it's not in the other room, it's not in this room. Anyways, um... So, anyway, I have a basket of washing outside my room. Um, probably not going to vlog that, I don't think, for this week's vlog. This week's vlog comes out on Friday, amongst some other videos that I'm doing. <clears throat> so, tomorrow morning, I'll do all the videos very quickly. Because we add it to the social media stuff. When we, you know, do social media towards the end of our work morning. But anyway, when I talk about walk, mo walk mornings, walk mornings, um, work mornings quite quickly in a minute. Um, because there's so much to discuss. Um, plus pizza talk. Oh yeah, plenty of that on the podcast. Um... So first of all, um, where I've been at. So Monday, we'll go from Monday. I was going to do my breakfast show. I set my alarm for ten past six in the morning, which was like way too early. I'm gonna put some damp on. I do not like damp socks on my feet. That one's not too bad. Oh, I'll be putting other trainers on tonight. Dryer trainers. Until I can still taste the pizza. To be frankly honest, it was edible, it wasn't bad.
But, um, so Monday, you know, wasn't a good day. Didn't get up very well. And anyway, so that was a complete write off. Tuesday was good. I managed to get up. I managed to get my gym work done and everything. So Tuesday was all right. Um, but then I had a nap. I had a nap. Oh, I had a nap. Um, in the morning. So that kind of broke my morning, you know, but I was so buggered through the whole day. Um, and then I came home Tuesday night and I had an, I had another nap. You wouldn't believe that, would you? A nap that lasts for like two hours. Um... You know, but I love it. But the thing is, I worry about these naps because I always wake up thinking, oh, I need to be somewhere. I need to rush out. You know, it's the kind of, um, I'd love it to just go down, have a nap and not worry about waking up. And even on Sundays, I'll go down, have a nap. I go, oh, I'm going to have a couple of hours or something. And I'll wake up about, you know, which is why I set an alarm. And I'll wake up just as the alarm's happening, you know. But um, I love those naps when I go down. I like... I'll have a nap about 6 o'clock and I'll wake up at 9 o'clock. I love those naps. I just really love them. Like two or three hours worth of napping. But this morning I was, um, I'd moved the Alexa back and I thought, oh, it's like Friday mode where I'd have to get up till about eight o'clock. So I'm like, Friday mode. By the way, I think in two Tuesdays time I'll be in Friday mode because, <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Um, I'm going to tell dad that I don't have to, um, have breakfast till about 10 o'clock, which is... I, I want to say this for the record. 10 o'clock is a decent breakfast time for me. Because um, I'm ready. I'm motivated. My stomach at that time is just... It's like 9 o'clock in the morning is a good time for me to have breakfast. 9 to 10 o'clock is... It's like... It breaks breaks it all up. Because by that time, you're you're ready. Your stomach is... Like, I hate... Having breakfast at eight o'clock, I hate it. You know, I mean, if it was my my choice, I'd have breakfast at... I mean, I liked it when you could have breakfast at half eight because half eight was, at least, you know, at least it gave you time to get up, do your workout, do whatever you need to do, then get up to, you know, the kitchen and have breakfast at half eight. But, oh, no, because the girls left school. Oh, no, it was me it, because it was like Rachel and Anne, you know, fine, but... Um, anyway, um, less of that rant, <laughs> uh, but breakfast should be like a bit later on in the day because, you know, it's like you, um, my stomach is left, you know, um, it's, it's had time to get hungry almost sometimes, but if I'm hungry in the morning, I'm just like, oh yeah, breakfast, you know, um, 
I used to be when I was going to college. I used to get up first thing, have breakfast. Um, it was get ready, have breakfast, go. Um, and that was on a Monday morning. And on a Tuesday morning, it was... Um, no, I didn't go in on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, I didn't go in. Thursdays, I went in. Why did I go in on a Thursday? I went in on a Thursday. Oh, no, I had a Braille course on Thursday afternoon. So I'd have a Braille course on a Thursday afternoon. Um... What was it? Thursday morning. That was it. Thursday morning. I had to start going in by Thursday mornings. And it was like, oh, please, for the love of God, you know. Um, because I liked leaving. I mean, I used to love getting there. I think it was like midday or something. Or just after, I can't remember. And then I'd wait an hour and then I would go. But all that stopped, it was like, um, instead of getting up at 9 or 10 o'clock, it was to go to get there for 12 o'clock. It would be get up at, it would be the 7 o'clock to get in there for 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. Um... So, um, and I broke up for summer early and then I had the whole of summer doing exams because my exam paper didn't come, so my summer was ruined. Um, and it was, you know, I had like July and August not doing the exam. So I was completely effed. Um... And I didn't get to do another year. And so on and so forth. Why am I talking about college? Um, oh, yeah, because it's like getting out of bed for breakfast, isn't it? <laughs> it gets you talking about college. But, yeah, my summer was ruined. 20, 2011. Was it 2011? No, 2012. 2012. What a year. Um, yeah, I was still in college then. Um, I left college in 2012. I nearly went back in 2013. And I nearly went back again in 2015. Sorry, 2014, I nearly went back. It's a good job I didn't go back on any courses because I went to do McGill Radio in 2015, so... Um, I love my life now. I, I just haven't got time to do a course in college. Because um, my week's really, like, planned. 
And it is. There's no way I there's no way on earth I want to change it. Um because I'm doing every I'm doing I'm doing something every day. You know, I'm out Monday, I'm out Tuesday, I'm out Wednesday, I'm out Thursday and I'm out tomorrow. So it's my week is literally full. Um I'm doing something every day. I'm going somewhere every day. Which is good. Oh yeah, I went to Christopher Grange for a while. After college. I think. In 2011. 2012, sorry. Uh, 2012 was a bad year for me. Um, Looking back. Because, I mean, like, Christopher Grange, you would do, a whole, you know, I thought I was going to do a whole year, all the way through, but it didn't work like that, it was like, I'm sorry, we don't fund you now. You know, your fundings, that's it. It's so freaking hell, you know? It's not like college where you're, you're there for, like, the whole academic year. You know? And you went, say, every Monday. You went every Monday, bar bank holiday or Easter Monday, whatever. You went every Monday. <laughs> the only problem was, you had to get up early and then go. And it was like, oh, you know. Um, so yeah. Hello folks and welcome back to the podcast. I interrupt my own episode with just something that I heard on Spotify. Um... I just want to want to clarify, which is, um, do you want to record a podcast? Do you not know how to record a podcast? Do you want to do it for free? Get some money? Get heard all over Spotify and whatever platform you want to be heard on? Then visit Anchor FM. Now, when I found out this uh, platform, I thought it was great because I'd heard of WordPress. And I thought, you know what? Facebook was, you know, I was getting a bit of trouble with Facebook. And I just thought, I really want to I have thoughts out there and I want people to hear them. What's the way that I can do it? Well, folks, well, there's a little thing called podcasting. However, we do audio blogging. It's a bit like writing an actual blog. And soon there will be a written version of this. And, hey, you can spread everything. Your religious goals, your, you know, uh, your... um, weight loss stuff, whatever you feel, you can put it into one space. 
And that's what we've started to do with these podcasts. And that's what we've really started to do. Any other podcast doesn't matter. This podcast is the one. This is the one where I sit down and I share my thoughts and my feelings with you guys. And that is precious. But if you think you could, you know, you think "Mm, maybe writing is not for me. Maybe Facebook's not for me. I want to sit down and record and, um, you know, have, you know, share my thoughts online. This is the best way to do it. You don't have those rubbishy comments from rubbishy trolls. None of that. You get absolutely none of that at all. No ways. You just sit down. You just, you can have this on your phone or on your laptop and you can just hit record and you can just say whatever you want to fit, whatever you feel, whatever comes into your heart and out of your mouth and flows into the microphone and everybody hears it worldwide. And they might want to listen to your podcast. And, of course, on the Anchor app, if they really love your podcast so much, they can favour you or favourite you or whatever. And that's how you can start a community, if you so do wish to. However, if you just think, well, maybe I want to tell a story, which is what I do most of the time. You know, you've got this diary thing. Um... You want to go out there and you want to tell people how you're doing with your goals. Then maybe this is the place to do that. So, um, and today I went on that virtual walk, but unfortunately, um, I couldn't do it. So I couldn't tell you guys about it, but, um, this is also to tell dad that I did my virtual walk today. Well, I did the walk to the pretend cash machine. I went out and got the fresh air. So... We're going to talk more about that after this. Welcome back. So, as you just heard in the little advert there, in the little interruption, um, I went out and I did my walk today uh, to the corner to do the transaction, play with the card machine. I went into the imagination station today, actually, and, and they gave me some bits of paper to play with so I could put them in my till. Um... They're really supportive of the Imagination Station. And, yeah, hopefully we'll work with them in the future or something. But um, we've got an Imaginary Friends page on Facebook and on WordPress, but we haven't really done much on the WordPress side of things, which means tomorrow I'll be writing a whole load of posts tomorrow. But, um, you know, people, in fact, I've got people saying, hey, you know, we're loving this on Facebook. The Facebook page is growing, which um, I don't really want it to, which is why we're doing, very soon, we're doing YouTube blogs um, and answering the question. Um, which, you know, um, it's one of those things. But... Let's get into my rant today, which I promised you there would be a rant. And today, it's about diabetes. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Um, (laughs) You know, I understand that... Sugar is a high problem, right? But, you know... I mean, 
I'll probably know when these symptoms come. But I think it's like when you say to a smoker, you know, but it's like saying to a smoker, you carry one of those cigarettes, you're going to get emphysema or you're going to get cancer, you know. Um, or if you carry on with that alcohol, you're going to die. <laughs> Lovely. Um, you know, and it's like people are the same with eating. Um, and we just wish they'd shut the hell up. But sometimes the nagging can be the best thing ever. It can be done out of love. Um, you know, but diabetes can be a thing that goes to the back of our minds. And I think, you know, my dad's, my stepdad's worried about my health, really, you know. He wants me to try and be, you know, he wants me to have a fitter and healthy life, which is good, you know. It's what you should do, and technically, um, if I'm not healthy myself, you know, and I'm now, probably this is pissing a lot of people off. I am saying that I'm not healthy, but then I am. I can actually tell you if you could, if you could see me, um, my yeah, I've got a little bit of a pot belly there going on, but um, to be frankly fair, I have seen real big overweight people talk absolute out of their, you know, out of their bum holes, um. And they don't know what they're... They, seriously, I've met these people. I've met them. I met a lady, she came to my grand's. Um, and she was going downhill a little bit, actually. And God bless her soul. Absolutely lovely lady. She was full of um, warmth. She was an absolutely lovely, lovely lady. Um, and by gosh, she could talk for England. <laughs> you know, I could talk, but this lady, but it, she was lovely. Um, she was full of joy, you know, and, but the, the thing that was sad, um, was that she was overweight. Um, and she knew what she was going on about. And that's the thing that upsets me. But I've met somebody else. Big fat nurse. And they say, oh, you should go on a diet. I've met these people. I've met these people. And she's thinking, hold on a second. Why don't you go, you know? But um, I'm one of these people that, hey, I'm, tell I'm telling you how I live or how I, you know, my wrongs because... I don't want people thinking, you know, I don't want people thinking this, visualising, you know, if I'm giving you a piece of advice, I don't want you walking around thinking, did you actually do this shit, you know? Um, that's borderline word, folks, again. But that's what I want people to think, you know? I want I want people to take it away um, and go, oh, did you actually do this, you know? 
you know, I do try. I've been trying this week. It's failed a little bit. Um, but, you know, if you try, you're going to succeed somewhere on the line. Um, I was actually going to sit on my bed all morning, but I didn't think that was going to work somehow. So, um, and I nearly cried when I found that Dad had put two slices of uh, crust, crusty toast on my plate because I love crusty toast. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, um, but you know, you, you just think. But it's on. See the thing with the thing. The way I look at it is, you know, it's either if I don't do this thing, you know, and. My sister was using me as an example. But unfortunately, I do moan about stuff. And I'm not going to say what, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's part of being a human being, you know. Um, but my advice, I wanted to, I wanted to give advice to the, to the, to the people who moan a lot of the time. Now, if you are fully sighted, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, right? And I'm not gonna say, oh, you know, because in the past I've said, oh, you're fully sighted and you've got a car and all this business. And that's not a fact, right? If you live on a block route, I live on a fantastic block route. Um, I come at my house. I go. I've got this road that I walk on, and I've got the next road that I walk on, and I've got the following road that I come back on, and I come back onto this road. Um, so it's a block route. Now, there's not many block routes in Southport. There's a couple, but there isn't many. And to live on a bot on a block route on a block route um, is a godsend. If you live on a block route, why are you complaining? You know, if you live, even if you're flat, if you're in a greasy flat, okay. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna pick just going to paint a picture of a student living in a I won't say greasy flat because that's um putting them down a bit but you know what I'm talking about you know it's just a small flat you know it's just you know it's just the life you lead and yet you've got everything on your doorstep you know I mean, people who, the people who are kind of, if you go, oh, I'm depressed, I need to go, whatever, um, I don't know, go to a cafe in town or something, um, I mean, just go somewhere, um, I mean, you'll be surprised of what you see when you go somewhere. Your life will change. Um, but I, I just I just think um you know and unfortunately I've never been allowed a stay in day, even though I felt those staying moments and um I've been kicked 
I won't say kicked out. It's a bad word. I'll say I've been told to go and get some fresh, <laughs> fresh air. Get some fresh air in your lungs. Gosh, it's like going back to school. And um, I remember Sister Teresa. Now go out, Stephen. Get some fresh air in your lungs. She'd say. She doesn't listen to these podcasts. Thank the God. I don't know. Anyway, um, the thing I'm trying to get out is here. You know, if you go out and you get yourself some fresh air, you know, um, that's my advice to you, basically. You know. And I was actually thinking of those students today. I was thinking of those. I was walking around, you know, the pretend cash machine on the corner. I just thought, I wish some of those students had autism. (laughs) That's by the way. That's a little joke on myself. By the way, I'm I'm taking the uh, the rip out of myself, you know. But it's it's just one of those things. Um, people who meet meet me wish they had my lifestyle. I tell you, that's it's something you want, you know. <laughs> um, but just for those people, who go. Why don't I have positive? You know, people say why aren't why. Why are you positive all the time? You know, why am I positive all the time? Well, it's it's, it's a little thing called rock and roll, you know. Um, you look at some of the rock and roll stars when they had some of their lows, you know. I mean, I read the Black Sabbath book with Chris Tettle, I think it is, and the interview with Ozzy in it, and he, he states that um, he had some pretty low moments when he, you know, he was coming out of Sabbath and he went straight doing his solo band. And I've watched documentaries where, you know, uh, Sharon Osbourne, he he says, but I think he did kick himself up the rear a little bit. You know, you've got to, you know. um, You know, you look at these rock stars, you know. You've got to kick yourself up the butt. Um... It's like Lemmy from Motorhead, you know? You've got to kick yourself up the butt and just do something. Um, you know? Yeah, we're all in tomorrow's world, you know? It's 2020. <laughs> we're all millennials, aren't we? Um, but I don't know. Um, the world of Instagram the world of snapchat you know but uh, i mean you see people on the streets in their little cliques and you wonder why they have mental health problems a bit later on if they um i'll ask you a funny story um it involves my mate actually and it's always when I'm with my mate, you know, because, <laughs> you know, um, and there was a a woman at the bus stop. We were stood at the bus stop. It was a crowded bus stop. And sometimes I don't really pay attention. But this day, he went up to the end and this girl, she was... How can I put it? 
she was trying to be a, a school kid. You know how school kids do? Um, kind of, I'm an in-crowd type person, because there was a few mates with her. But unfortunately, um, you know, she was trying to ignore Thomas and my mate, obviously. And um, he's a hard person to ignore. Because she was on a, she was on her phone. And the bus come in. That was her bus or something. And she got on the bus. And as her mates were going on, she turned around and waved. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can't ignore. <laughs> it's just, it was a little funny moment because I just thought, yeah, you know, and that's something that you'll remember. Um, but anyway, where were we? Fresh air. Um, getting out, feeling positive. Sunlight. After a dry day. Um, you know. And... I even saw... It's strange, when I go out on these block routes, when I think, oh, I'm just bored out of my brains. I went on this... Um, just walking around a corner, and coming back, I saw a van I wanted to photograph, so... Um, <clears throat> so... That was another good thing. I thought, oh, brilliant, a, ca- a van. I've got to go and get this van. So I went across the road, as you do, and I took a picture of the van that I wanted to take a picture of. Um, so, you know, that's started happening now. You know, I'll be walking around and then suddenly, ooh, there's a van there. <laughs> I'll have that, <laughs> you know. I'll take a picture of that and I'll add it to my collection. Um, and sometimes it's usually the same white van. Oh, no thanks. You know. um, I'm not interested... By the way, um, I'm not interested in cars. Um, I've taken pictures of cars, unless they're, you know, Mercs or whatever. But um, I'm not interested in taking pictures of cars um, en route. Um, I'll take a picture of a car if it's parked in the wrong place. And that's not, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like if I like taking pictures of trucks and vans and if I spot something that's out of, you know, it's on the pay, if it's a car on the pavement, you know, that's, I'm just going to notify people that if they're in that area, you know, to let them know if they're passing that car. But it's also to make the person aware, to make them ashamed, you know. They'll see their car and they'll go, oh my gosh. And it has happened. Um, there was a, there was a Mini, uh, ages ago, there was a Mini that's parked. Um, I used to go to the Hesketh Centre, it's parked towards that way. And I, uh, I took a picture of that and put it on social media. And do you know what? Within... Two days, that car was gone. Somebody had moved it. And I just think, you know, car on the pavement, 
you know, there's push chairs, there's wheelchairs, there's, you know, this is what, this is what gets me, you know, and you think, people don't know how important it is, you know, pavement parking is something that I do care about, people think, oh, well, you know, people can park on the pavement, it's fine, um, hello, <laughs> have you heard of something called a wheelchair, or a guide dog user, or a push chair, heard of them things? You know, you want them to walk on the road? I just thought I'd I just thought I'd make that clear. Just thought I'd make that clear right there. And in fact, we're doing um this year at some point I'm doing a blog called Black Stick. Um where we'll be talking about these issues. Um especially cars on pavements and drivers I'm going to say some drivers, not all, some drivers don't think, you know. I mean, I know some drivers are trying to sort of leave a bit of space so cars, you know, can get past and all that business. But, seriously, you know, um, you know. And I've had it now where, not where people have come out, but where people have apologised. Oh, I'm sorry, mate, I've parked my car there. You know, um, that's fine. And they do feel guilty about it because it's like, you know, park my car there. But sometimes, I mean, it does depend. Some cars are a bit wide. They need that little bit of width. But... um, If your car is parked absolutely full on pavement, that's a no no. And yes, there's people I spoke to go, oh well, they can park the car there because they're trying to leave the road, you know, for traffic. Thinking, oh my gosh, you know, um, it's like seriously. And, I mean, luckily, no one has shouted at me or whatever because I've got the tyre. But I do let them know. I do let them aware. Because it's illegal to park on the pavement. Unfortunately, they don't get, it's not. It's seen on as, oh, it's okay. They can park on the pavement. It's fine. Um, And Sefton are now too laid back about it. They used to, at one time, used to find them, but... um, It's like dog poo. That's another subject for another day, folks, by the way. Me Me and my mate, we were talking on the radio about it, about dog poo. And, oh, dear. Let's not go there. But, um, you know, back to sort of walk around the block, you know, it's, I don't know, just, you might see something or you might bump into somebody or something might happen. You might think, oh, that didn't happen before. I was walking around the block and I didn't know that was going to happen, you know.
I mean, you know, and it's better because, I mean, the white van actually distracted me because I was, I was rushing home. So the white van distracted me a little bit. Um, I thought, oh, white van, you know, wanted a picture of it. Um, I've got a big collection of white vans. I've got about hundreds of them in my collection now. Um, for those of you who are following my collection on Facebook, I've made a big collection of them. Um, but I want to make a collection offline, a bit of a personal collection. I'm looking for some proper big trucks so that I can capture, so... Those won't be going online if I get any decent trucks. Um, you know. And uh, another thing, right, about the photo I took of the car, if anyone's trying to challenge me about that. I'll say, well, it was on the public footpath, unfortunately, you know, and I'm trying to make these people aware as well. It wasn't just an innocent snap because I, I wouldn't, I didn't really want to take a picture. Of, I don't really take pictures of cars unless the park, this is what I'm saying, unless it's parked on the pavement and, oh dear, you know, um, But, uh, in fact, I challenged somebody about, no, I was taking a picture of a, I was trying to take a picture of a van the other day, and I got challenged, so I just took a picture of the hole instead. Because um, they come on about policies and, you know, terrorism threat. It's all a load of rubbish, by the way. Um... You know, if you're a street photographer, you should, you should know that. Um, if it's a public place, um, then, you know, then you can take pictures. People hate me for talking about this, but seriously, um, you know, there's so many... I mean, it's like, I mean, if you've got a mobile phone, you won't really get, um, you won't really get caught as much unless people know. Unfortunately, um... I've only had a few issues. Um, I mean, it's like the tanker, for example. Um, the person on the tank, manning the tanker said, could you please go on the other side of the fence? Because... 
the other side of the fence is the public footpath. And the tanker was parked outside the Spa railway station, which is, they say it's health and safety, but also um, it's private property as well. Um, so there's places I know that you, you know, you couldn't, you know, you shouldn't take pictures around. So it's, um, but, uh, it's like I got challenged in the Cambridge Arcade, but unfortunately I'd already taken, this was a funny one, I didn't actually get challenged I got challenged on Facebook when I took the picture and I was like, well, it's, uh, you know, uh, in a public place. Well, I sneaked into the shop and took the picture. It was like a before and after and um, I knew the people that had the shop before and... I didn't know the people that were taking the shop afterwards, but I kind of got to know them. And so they were all right about you know, taking the pictures inside. I didn't have any pictures of it as a gift shop, unfortunately. Um, but before it was the barbers, you did get to see some of the pictures before it like repainted and stuff. So I thought they were kind of really good ones because... It's kind of, you got to see the guts and glory of the change and everything. Um, that is making people aware, I think. Um, it's one of them.